Welcome to The Vine Time with Melanie Bolduc. Today's guest will be Hunter Boone. Good morning, Hunter. Good morning, Melanie. How's it going? Fabulous. Great. I see you're sitting in your room full of wine. I do have a few cases of wine behind me. It's very exciting. <laughs> and so who is Hunter Boone? Well, that's a very interesting question that depending on who you ask, you will get a different answer. Um, I usually don't answer that question. I let others answer it, but I will, I will do my best to help you with that. Sure. The reason why I ask is it's your Instagram handle. So I figured I would, I would start with that. That's how people can find you is at who is Hunter Boone. Correct. And rarely is there a photo of me. It's usually about wine and food and music and sunset. Right. And charity. And charity for sure. So tell me your story. Wow. Well, thank you so much for having me on your amazing show. Um, you know, I I say that it started off as a busboy job in St. Louis at a restaurant called Chris's, on, um, which is still there. It's an amazing prime rib house. And I fell in love with the restaurant business at that point and have really never left food and wine. And that's probably, I don't know, 40, 40 some years later. I still wait tables uh, at times up in the panhandle at Cuvée 30A, which I love. Sure. hand, and I obviously sell wine and just enjoy our business tremendously. Great. And where did your love for wine begin? Uh, I was working at the Santa Ana Country Club in Newport Beach, and I was, a, I guess, a dining room manager. And when the wine reps would come in on Wednesdays, they would tell stories and they brought wine and they, they knew about the other chefs and kind of what was going on in the restaurant scene around, around town. And really just the whole world of wine opened up to me probably in the early nineties, I think. So that was, it was just, they came, brought different wines. I remember Clopagas, the, like their artist series was one of the first wines that kind of caught my eye and then just getting intrigued to learn more and more and more and then eventually i moved to napa so right and what did you do in napa uh let's see there's a lot of things i worked in a tasting room uh quail ridge which was a part of bv which is now alpha omega if you know highway 29 um worked in the tasting room and then got a job in wholesale um i covered napa and sonoma for a small company and then uh, Chateau Patel was kind enough to give me a job to um, work in San Francisco and sell some wine kind of as a California sales rep and went around the country a little bit, worked with distributors and kind of just kept going. Sure. And you owned a, a winery in Napa, correct? Well, I, I've had two That's brands. Um, I sure. built two brands. I would, I would be a little, uh, I would be a little out of order saying if I owned a winery, but I did create a brand called Cufflinks. Mm-hmm. And a brand called Warrior Angel and sold those for the last couple of years. And, and Warrior Angel's still around, correct? It is. Cufflinks is too. It's uh I sold that to my business partner and I gave Warrior Angel to my daughter when I became a distributor in Florida this last two years ago. That's right. Because you and, can't have both. So Right. And so getting back to your company, you own a company in Florida. Correct. And the company is called Florida, which is kind of a double or triple entendre. Um I am on the west coast of Florida. Wines that I sell come from the west coast of the United States. And it was my previous company's name. So I wanted some of the old friends to realize that I was back in business with West Coast Wines. So that was my own kind of humor. Sure. And what sort of wine do you sell? 
Well, I represent 21 small family wineries. Um, most of them are, I would say, 500 cases or less per bottling or per varietal. Um, I could get, you know, there's there's uh, mostly Napa and Sonoma. I do have a few in uh, Slow. Um, Oceano is one that's down in Slow Coast. It's a Chardonnay Pinot producer. Rachel Martin makes about 600 cases of each varietal. Um, Stars and Dust is another woman-owned brand that I represent. And Nikki Paulson, um, who used to be with Liquid Farm, makes that. And she makes 100 cases of Chardonnay and about 400 cases of Rosé. So very small production lots. And I sell those, you know, here in the restaurants and retail in Florida. And where in Florida? Um, all over. I mean, I have accounts in the Panhandle. I have some accounts in Jacksonville. Obviously, Tampa, St. Pete, Sarasota, and then... Naples and uh, kind of the east side, what I what I call the east side, which will be Delray, Fort Lauderdale, and sure. at present Miami is just too big for me. So sure. I'm, leaving, I'm ignoring Miami for the moment. I'll probably hire someone for that. They'll come calling for you, I'm sure. Yeah, that'd be great. And so, uh, getting back to wine, you know, who inspires you for in terms of winemaking or winemakers? Well, that's a great question. Um, I mean, many of them do. I was thinking about questions, you know, before the, before the show, I wrote, you know, what, you know, what interests me about wine? I wrote people and the passion. Um, you know, I remember having a good fortune of meeting Mr. Mandavi many times in Napa. And, you know, I would stand behind him at Star's Grocery when he would, he had a house on Wapo Hill and he would drive to the winery, which is probably two or three miles. And he'd stop his Cadillac in front of uh, Stars, which is where Oakville Grocery is now, basically. And he'd leave the caddy running, and he'd get in line and get a, get a coffee and then go to Robert Madavi Winery and go to work. Um, but he was just so cool. I mean, he was so he was such a great man, and he, he always promoted California wine. Not Napa wine, but California wine. And, sure. you know, just some, just, you know, he, you know, he was an inspiration back in the day. Doug and John Schaefer were very kind to me um you know getting to know Heidi Barrett has been great watching her career so there's so many great men and women in our business and I think that's I mean I always tell people like like the chef business or the wine business the first 10 or 20 years are hard you don't make a ton of money so you really are doing it because you want to do it you're passionate you love it you know why else would you work so hard and make so little (laughs) of course which we all it's a labor of love any of us know that right for sure yeah. And, and, and get, which leads us to our, my next question is, what do you love? What do I love wine-wise? What do you love in oh, general? Oh, God, I love, I love music. I'm going to go see Billy Strings tonight. I'm fired right. up about that. I'm going to mm-hmm. go see the drive-by truckers, see Patterson Hood and Mike Cooley on Thursday and Friday. Um, so you know a little bit about my charity, but when I created Project 248, the tagline was blending food, wine, music, film, and charity. So... I would say those are my loves pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my kids. <laughs> For sure. Of course. And uh, so you, you used to work in the music business, correct? Uh, not, a, not officially. I've always been kind of wine and food. I've been On a, the periphery. I've been a, I've been a, uh, I've been a f- rock and roll photographer for 35 years, but that's been a hobby. Sure. I, I don't even think I've ever gotten paid for that. Let me think. I, I, no, I did get paid. I, I got paid in a Sacramento 
newspaper, like a, like the Bohemian or one of those local rags. I think I got 25 bucks for a BB King photo. Nice. So, nice. Yeah, I got one. I got paid once. I think maybe got a backstage pass somewhere down the line. Yeah. Well, I and- got to sit on, I got to sit on BB's tour bus and he and I sat in the back of his tour bus in Monterey and Nice. I got to hang out with him for about 20, 25 minutes, just the two of us. And that was very special. I saw him play at the State Theater in Portland, Maine, God, maybe 25 years ago. And he had a broken arm. <laughs> so funny. So spectacular. Yeah. Amazing performer. Um, and so what's coming up next for Hunter Boone? Wow, that's a great question, too. Um, I have, uh, I'm working on some projects in Jamaica, which I'm really excited about, which, um, are not necessarily wine related, but they're definitely food related. And, um, you know, I'm working on creating a food bar for children, uh, because kids in Jamaica from kindergarten to like sixth grade don't really have breakfast. So I'm working with a friend, Don Simpson, to create a food bar so that they can have you know, a nutrient rich breakfast. And then we're also working on a brewery down there with the boys from red clay that I represent in Opelika, Alabama to put a beer down in Jamaica. And then, but again, I'm doing all this so that I can throw a rock and roll concert so that I can have a music show next, next summer with the Marley's and some other friends. And that's very exciting. It's all about rock and roll. The real incentive is a music show. Well, the great thing about the bar, too, is it's a nice global precedent. You know, it's like if you can make it work here and you you, you create a model. And if you can make this model work here, then you can make it work anywhere. Then you can take this model and go to somewhere else, Costa Rica. I've had that idea for many years. It was going to be called the One World Bar, but I think I changed that. But like you say, coffee comes from Nicaragua, Ethiopia, you know, Ghana. And so the same thing. Same it's all about life. sustainability and, 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 and teaching people that they have the resources in their back gardens to create some form of a sustainability to, to support themselves, to nurture themselves and all those things. So really what it comes down to, I, you know, we should really talk about how we met, which is kind of funny, yeah. um, is we met on Facebook. Yep. Yeah, which is, you know, there you go. And then one day we had a conversation and I, I got off the phone and I was like, man, I just got at this conversation with this guy. Like I've, I've known him all my life. <laughs> And here uh, we are. This here is we great. are. Yeah. yeah, no, we've had lots of fun. We've had lots of conversations. For sure. You helped me uh, in California as well, you and Leanne. And, yeah. I think you know, I, shout I out help, to everybody help, who help, helped me get there. <laughs> helped you on the Santa Monica the journey. Right? The Chef round Brian. Trip. The round trip. Chef <laughs> <laughs> yes. Brian. It was yeah, quite Jeff exciting. Brian, I, I'm gonna, Jeff Brian's going to Jamaica with me. So oh, you know, good. Another, he's going to come cook. I'm going to have him cook. You know, he's a French Laundry, Bouchon, alumnus. Yep. Now owns a Malibu farm. Oh, no, excuse me. No, it's Brentwood farm. Pardon me. Malibu farm is different. Yeah. Yeah. So he's at farm shop down in Santa Monica, but a great guy, you know, just, I mean, here's the deal. It's all about people. I mean, my whole, my whole, I I say my whole hustle is really just connecting great people, having great friends. And, you know, that's, that's how I live my life is just interacting with great people. And the wine business is a bunch of great people who like food and wine. Mostly, you know, a lot of them like music and it's just, it's really a way of life more than anything. It's just to love life. Sure. And what is your favorite wine? Wow. I, uh, I don't drink anymore. Um, I'm 16 years sober today. Fantastic. Thank you. I do taste and spit. I am a huge, uh, Northern Rhone fan. I am. I love, I love the black pepper and the, the violets. Syrah. Wet meat, yeah, Syrah. I'm, I just, yeah, I'm a big. I just think that is such a, such a exquisite, savory type of 
wine. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Chapoutier as well, but oh. I, I love the wines from their own. And, and with Chapoutier, it's the whole biodynamic thing and bring it to several continents all at once and setting a precedent for, you know, hey, I'm going to do this. And everybody says I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to do this. And then does it and and makes a statement and then you know people follow suit and i think that's spectacular um but yeah i'm a huge fan of wines from that area and then tell me what you know you've been around the world and eating food everywhere i mean you know who's your favorite chef you know i know that's a terrible thing to say but you know tell me what kind of good food you've had here and there well i will tell you my most favorite food experience well there's two of late one is uh-huh. a, a little restaurant called kalita um, and uh, Dana and her husband Ian have this in St. Petersburg, and it's like 28 seats. Oh, nice. They open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and mm-hmm. they're blowing up, and it's awesome. And I met nice. them through Nikki Paulson of Stars and Dust, mm-hmm. and the food's brilliant. And it's so nice to be able to serve, you know, maybe 50, 60 people in a night, three nights. They have a four-and-a-half-year-old son, so they get to, I, th- I think it's a son, that they get to uh, live life with versus being a slave to the restaurant. And then the other restaurant that I'm really super excited. Well, there's two. There's there's one called Mama's Kitchen down in uh, Aventura. It's a, a Jamaican restaurant, and their their uh, their uh, goat curry is insane. Oh I mean, wow, it's so good. And the oxtail is really good, but the goat curry is really really good. And what would you pair with the goat curry? Uh, I just have ginger ginger beer, which they right. make there. So fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, there was this. I was driving across the country. And I got, I thought I was still in Texas, but I was actually entered Louisiana and there was a restaurant which looked like it was pronounced. I was going to Popeye's because I wanted some chicken <laughs> and I ended up going to this Cajun joint called Hollier's. But the way it's pronounced from my Cajun buddy, he goes, that's Oye's. But I'm sitting there in this restaurant and I see these plaques. It was a buffet, which I normally don't do, but I was hungry and, and, uh, they had, they had won all these awards for Boudin and Boudin balls. And I literally, it was one of the top 10 meals of my life mm-hmm. at this Cajun restaurant in the middle of nowhere. So that's I was, always that's, the way that's, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. So the, I those, went to a restaurant in, um, uh, in Fort Lauderdale because you're in yeah. Florida and I was visiting at the time I was living in Ireland. I went on vacation and my cousin's like, you have to eat at this restaurant. And I walked in and there were plastic tablecloths and I was like, I'm not eating here. Right. It was a Brazilian steakhouse. Yeah. And my cousin's like, no, you have. And so I ordered a bottle of Malbec and it was really good. And then I was like, okay, we'll order some steaks. And man, oh man, it was probably the best experience I've ever had. Plastic tablecloths and all, but just goes to show you, it, it has nothing to do with the exterior of the business. It's really, you know, what's on the, what's cooking on the inside in the heart of the kitchen. Yeah. I'm not a real, I don't want to bash anyone body but i'm not a real corporate restaurant person i've gotten mm. way past that and yeah it's about the soul of i mean I, when when covid hit i went to st louis to help a chef friend of mine pepe kim and he mm-hmm. has a restaurant called pino in yes. clayton and it's all uh it's all his uh grandmother's recipes and and the food's insane and just the passion that he cooks with, he puts the bones in, he builds a sauce every day, he makes his own bread, makes his own gnocchi and pasta. And just to be around that is is, is pretty phenomenal. So I'm Have you seen these, these pasta grannies? I'm obsessed. Oh, yeah, no, they're I, mean, I can't they're, stop watching them. No, they're, and they're yeah. all wrinkled and like, like no, and curled they're, they're over. They're all about 5'2 or 5'4, right? <laughs> they're, they're, you know. with, with their penny on and they're like... You know, they've got this mound of flour with, you know, with the uh, the eggs in the middle and they're oh, just yeah. kneading the whole thing. But I could watch that for hours during no, COVID. Again, that's I mean, what I watched. And I'm, I'm embarrassed. I've never done that. I mean, I, I wish right? I could made my own pasta, but I haven't. But I guess I will. I'll make that a goal this year to make at least some pasta because 
Right. You know, even if it's chewy and tough, at least you've played with the eggs and played with the flour and run it through the machine. And, you know, it's sure. everybody, I think everybody should do that at least once, right? Yeah, right. For sure. And so getting back to this, this Jamaica project. So yeah. what's, what's going to happen with the show? It's next year. Uh, we're doing a, we're going to do a little mini show in July of this year. We mm-hmm. just got, uh, we just, uh, got kind of a confirmation from the mayor of, uh, St. Anne's Parish, which is the northern part of the island where Runaway Bay is. And we'll probably have a kind of an afternoon thing there just as kind of a proof of concept. But the attache to the prime minister had asked us if we would adopt a school as kind of our first proof that we are bringing money to the country instead of taking money because sadly that happens. So we're going to adopt a school and we'll probably end up adopting three schools, Mm -hmm. one in Kingston, one in St. Anne's and one in St. Elizabeth's. And then just basically, you know, try to make their lives better, either through food or through music or filmmaking um, or photography. And uh, I've got some cool friends that have some cool projects. And, you know, it's it's just, again, it's, it's an opportunity for me to go down and hang out in Jamaica and help people, bless people and listen to some music and eat some more goat curry. Sure. And, and you, my motivations always goes back to goat curry. I know. Right. <laughs> um, and so do you have a name for this? Um, I think it's rise and shine is a working title, very good. which kind of, I think uh, incorporates a lot, you know, I like that. To rise, raise up kids. Um, you sure. know, it's, I always tell people this, you know, if you think about a house plant that, is over in the corner and it's kind of wilted or whatever. All it really needs is sunshine and water and it'll bounce back. And, and kids are the same way. They just need encouragement and love. And so if you give them encouragement and love, then they bounce back and they become great, great kids. And so sometimes we need to kind of give encouragement. Absolutely. And, um, how, why Jamaica? Why did you decide on Jamaica? Well, Jamaica, because my friend Don Simpson, she grew up down there. She grew up with the Marleys and she's mm-hmm. a wonderful businessman, a businesswoman. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Um, and a good friend. And uh, we've really enjoyed just working on some projects together. And, uh, you know, without Fantastic. her, I, without her, I, I, I only know one person in Jamaica. So with her, I know a lot of people in Jamaica. <laughs> there you go. I'm teasing her that I'm Jamaican now. I'm going to get a Jamaican passport. I love it. I can see you with one of those Rasta hats on. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> okay. So if I was in Florida and I wanted to buy your wine, where would I go to buy it? Well, you could go to Book and Bottle in St. Pete, which is a wonderful woman's, I call it a woman's nice. uh, little cafe and wine shop because there's generally more ladies reading books in there. Um, it's amazing. Tara Denham owns that. Um, yeah. Ryan at Cellar Masters is another great place. Uh-huh. Um, Wine Wave is amazing over in Delray. Jeremiah has a phenomenal. I, I, he just redid the redid it, and I walked in. I said, "This looks like Wally in Santa Monica." It was a very beautiful with big glass. Um, nice. Floors. So, those are a few. What are people looking for in Florida right now? Like, what are people asking you for? Um. I mean, I always tell people that, I mean, Chardonnay, Pinot, and Cabernet are probably 80% of the wine world, and everybody else fights for the other 20%. Sure. I think rosé is hopefully continuing to grow as a category. Mm -hmm. I call it the iced tea of France. You know, in America, we drink iced tea, but in, you know. We call it French water. Yeah. In Spain or wherever you're drinking rosé. It's definitely hot down here, so rosé should should be. I know that uh, Sauvignon Blanc is going to go through a, a massive transition over the next year or two 
in that there was a drought in California and prices have gone through the roof and that'll probably drive business to Sancerre. It's good Uh, to know. Yeah. So Sancerre will probably, it may be even Pinot Grigio again, which Mm -hmm. been about 20 years since Pinot Grigio was the hot thing. It's always there though. If Napa Valley, if Napa Valley Sauvignon Blanc gets to 40, 60 bucks a bottle, people will just shift. I, I have to believe. What other white varietals are they growing in Napa though? Um, well, let's see, <laughs> you know, Chardonnay and Sauvignon Blanc would be probably 90% of it. Sure. People are playing with Albarino. Uh, Hendry has an Albarino that's very good. Nice. Um, again, v- to me, Viognier belongs in France. I have I two winemakers that swear they can make great Viognier. I will uh, allow them the opportunity to make great Viognier in California, but I think it deserves to stay in France. Sure. Um, Wow. Um, Pete, what else are they really playing with? Um, I mean, obviously, Riesling, if it's done well... It, it's, it's a little cool. too warm for Riesling, I think. Yeah, I mean, you have yeah. to be on the coast. Something for really sure. Cool. Yeah, I, w- I mean, it's it's embarrassing, but I think that it's Chardonnay and Sauvignon Blanc would be over 90%, unless sure. I missed something. Um, yeah, those are the two that really work in California, I think. And which one of your brands sells the most? I know you sell a lot of them, but which one are you moving the most? Or what is the most popular in Florida? Those are trade secrets. I don't know <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, no, they're you all... You can tell me where they're from. Well, yeah, they're, you know, I would just say that in the fact that I represent small brands and I have small allocations, that it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's fun to be able to sell. Um, I mean, like, like Gamba, Zinfandel, and Russian River... They have their vines are 123 years old now, and mm-hmm. you know Gus and Paulette Gamba live there, and I sold those wines 25 years ago. So I've watched that brand grow over the years. So that's a brand I love to sell, and sure. you know Zinfandels don't usually get like 96 points. Um, I love Zinfandel. And it's my uh, favorite thing out of California. It oh, really yeah, is. Well, then we'll get you some Gamba next time you're yeah. down here. Really <laughs> Sounds special. good. Really and special. so uh, just really quick, tell me about any challenges you had when you first got started, because it's never easy. This is our, our pioneer, you yeah. know, uh, Zoom Zoom call. So, uh, you know, how how was the starting up a business in Florida? Uh, well, Florida's awesome when it comes to, uh, you know, governmental stuff. You know, it's, it's, it's affordable. It's like $15 to register a label. Nice. So it's very, it's very nice in that way. Also, the people in the government have been very helpful with me. Um, they'll actually answer my email in the same day or they'll answer my phone call in the same day, which really shocked me coming, coming from California where right. I just assumed I would never hear from anybody. Right. So I've been extremely complimentary with the, you know, DPR and some of these other agencies. Um, it took a while, you know, after, you know, COVID, you know, it, it took a while to get my license. Um, mm-hmm. I, I sat around for about six months in, in my warehouse, you know, t- you know, reading or talking to myself. But once we got going, it got a lot better. Sure. Uh, but yeah, it's really, I mean, again, for me, uh, the ability to do business and the ability to, um, like there's a thing you can look up someone's license. It's called myfloridalicense.com. It's really easy. They really make everything easy. So I, I have to commend them on that. Sure. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And so I have one last question for you. And yeah. I've asked all of my guests to come on with a song. Yeah. And so I just want you to tell me about the, song, the next song that's going to play and why sure. you chose it. Well, I'm going to go with, there was, it was, it was, a, it was a toss up, but I'm going to go with Good to Be Alive Today by Michael Franti. Absolutely. It's a song that I, I mean, it's a song that I listened to. God, I probably listened to that and seen that video of him walking in the, the cornfield probably 
two, three, four, five hundred times. Um, big fan of Michael Franti. I've met him a handful of times, poured yeah. wine for him backstage at Cafe de Nord. And I met him in Maine. Yeah, yeah. just, I mean, come on. Who, I mean, he's, nice my, guy. he's my favorite guy. He's, he's full of energy and full of positivity. And, you know, he's, he's just a, you know, he's just, he's just the best. So that's a great song. Good to be alive today. And, um, fantastic. You know, that's a great, great message for every day, right? It sure Better is, to especially today. today. Yeah. Especially today. Especially today. Well, congratulations on 16 years. Congratulations you, on your business and best of luck to you. Where can they find your, they can find you on Instagram and at yeah. uh, who is Hunter Boone? Boone? Yeah. And where can they find your business? Uh, I don't even know if I have it anywhere. It's probably okay. nowhere. It's, they, they have can, to call me. They can reach out to you via Instagram. How's sure, that sound? Sure, okay. Sure. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much. It was thank awesome. you. Have a wonderful day. Talk soon. It's great to be alive. Yeah. Bye. Bye. It's a long road Every day I wake up and turn my phone on